Hey everybody, it's Shaman Sister Sin, and you're listening to the Meditations and More podcast, brought to you by LittleShaman.org. That's me, the Little Shaman. Today I wanted to talk to you about something that just about everybody who deals with narcissist encounters when interacting with them, and that is that there are rules in narcissistic relationships. Narcissists in general are very controlling, even if they don't seem to be that way initially. Even those who are very covert or vulnerable attempt to control the things and the people around them. These personalities feel very powerless a lot of the time. They have an external locus of control, which means they don't feel that they have the power to change or control their own lives. They feel that this power lies with things and people outside of themselves. They, in turn, attempt to control others as they feel that this is where the power's at. If you have no power and other people do, then if you can control them, you have the power. As a basic example, we can look to abusive romantic relationships. An abusive spouse or partner typically has an external locus of control, therefore feels no real responsibility for their own behavior. The way they see it, their feelings, thoughts, actions, all of their abusive behavior is created and dictated by their partner. In their view, they're just reacting to what's being done to them. If they feel jealous or insecure, for example, they look around for what their partner is doing or has done to cause those feelings. And more often than not, they're able to find something, even if they have to really stretch things to make it fit. They then blame and punish the partner for the overblown or imaginary thing the partner did to quote-unquote cause the abuser's negative emotional experience. This is what results in the classic statements of victimhood and powerlessness that we routinely hear from abusers. Their partner pushed them and provoked them and they started with me. They legitimately feel no responsibility for their actions, which relieves them of blame for these things in their minds, but it reinforces a much bigger problem. It deepens their feelings of helplessness and powerlessness, which makes them very, very angry. In virtually the same way, narcissists feel controlled by other people, and so they attempt to control these others in an effort to take power. It doesn't work because the other person is not actually controlling them. In fact, their attempts to control other people are ultimately frustrating for narcissists because they don't work. They can't control anyone or anything enough for them to feel that they are firmly in charge of their own lives and therefore able to manage and regulate themselves. Much like a small child, narcissists require their environment to regulate them because they cannot regulate themselves. What does this mean? It means that they need people to do and say and be exactly what they want at all times, things to go exactly the way they need them to go every single second, and essentially everything needs to be unerringly perfect all the time in order for them to function in any sort of productive way at all. If things are not perfect, if people do not perform perfectly according to the script and to the narrative, narcissists cannot adjust. They cannot tolerate this happening, and they feel that it is a legitimate wrong thing being done to them. They feel that they have no choice but to react to this mistreatment with temper, with tantrum, with rage, with violence, with hysteria, with silence, with vitriol, with smearing, with abuse, with emotional dysregulation and instability, with whatever helps them vent these negative emotional experiences. 
The rules in narcissistic relationships are a narcissist's attempt to control others in order to prevent themselves from having negative emotional experiences. To put it very simply, narcissists are so fragile and so ill-equipped to deal with life and their own emotions that the rules in an environment being dominated by a narcissist are that narcissist's attempt to force everything into a way of being so that they never have to feel bad or uncomfortable in any way. This is about entitlement, yes, but it's mostly about the inability to deal with these things in any way. You can't criticize me. You can't disagree with me. You can't expect anything from me. You can't correct or contradict me. You can't change anything from how I want it to be. You can't have different opinions than what I have. You can't question me. You can't ever behave as if I'm not good or perfect. You can't ever feel that I'm not the most important, valuable person. It's ironic that they often accuse the people around them of having these rules as well. These personalities are so fragile that they legitimately cannot tolerate any of these things. Let that sink in. Think about how normal, how common, how harmless, how basic these things really are. And narcissists are so fragile and so rigid that they can't tolerate them without experiencing a flood of negative emotions and feelings that they don't know how to deal with. They assign the responsibility and therefore the blame for these feelings and emotions to the other person because they wouldn't be having this negative experience if the other person hadn't criticized them or disagreed with them or questioned them. In the narcissist world, this is very often perceived as something that was done by the other person on purpose and will be reacted to this way, as if you have intentionally harmed them, intentionally attacked them. There is absolutely zero understanding that their internal experiences are being initiated and dictated by things inside of them. Zero. It is all blamed on external things, like other people. This external locus of control doesn't just involve their feelings either. It also involves their actions, choices, failures, and everything else related to them. If they failed, it's because someone else made them fail or because the other person was just lucky. If they succeeded, it's because they were smarter or better than whoever was trying to make them fail, but they also often believe that it's because they were just lucky too. They take responsibility for nothing in the end, and this just reinforces the feeling that they're powerless over themselves and their own lives. The feeling of powerless that comes with this very skewed way of looking at things creates fear and anger in any person, but particularly in people who are seriously rigid psychologically and who cannot tolerate negative emotional experiences like narcissists. Narcissists not only believe that any negative feelings or experiences they have are the result of things exclusively outside of themselves, but they also believe they should not have to be subject to any negative experiences at all. Hence the entitlement that we see in creating rules they try to force other people to follow. It's very likely you've witnessed the narcissist in your life react to small things as if they are the end of the world, make mountains out of molehills, and generally complain that they simply should not have to deal with anything that they find uncomfortable or inconvenient. This seems entitled, and it is, but what seems to be underneath of that is the inability of narcissists to deal with even small issues or deviations without it causing a major problem for them. They wanted to go to the store, but the store was closed. They wanted to watch their show, but it wasn't on for some reason. They wanted to go for a job, but now it's raining. And suddenly all hell breaks loose. The ticking time bomb has exploded. These are small, normal things that most people can and do deal with every day and adjust to with no problem. This is not the case for so many narcissistic people. 
They simply cannot just roll with the punches. They cannot cope with any deviation from what they want to happen or thought was going to happen, and they cannot deal with any delay in gratification. They have no frustration tolerance whatsoever. And it would be bad enough if they were just sullen or angry or even hysterical, but to make matters worse, they often blame or attack other people in these situations even when it makes no sense. You knew the store was closed. You made us late on purpose. You think it's funny or you're happy that I can't have what I want. It's just senseless. Because narcissists feel that everything in their life is controlled by others, they attempt to make rules for others and for reality, really, to prevent other people from exercising this imagined control over the narcissist and their lives. These rules can vary to a degree depending on that particular narcissistic personality and their different eccentricities and narratives. For example, some might require the family or the spouse to create a perfect public image. Others might require keeping a spotless home. Some might insist on perfect grades and school attendance for their children. Others might require children to be popular to excel in sports. Partners might be required to say or do certain things when other people are around. It can vary widely, but despite the fact that there might seem to be many very specific or different rules, there's really only one rule for people in narcissistic relationships or in environments dominated by narcissistic people, no matter what kind of relationship it is. That rule is, you don't really exist. All the other rules, you have no rights, your reality is false or wrong, your feelings don't matter, your opinions don't matter, you are always wrong, you aren't allowed to say no, you have to sacrifice yourself. All these things boil down to this one bottom line. You don't really exist, and more to the point, you're not allowed to exist because your existence is a threat to such a fragile person who cannot tolerate not being the only important being in any equation. The narrative from the narcissist is that if you learn and follow all of their many changing rules, everything will be fine, except it won't. It won't, of course, because not only are you supposed to somehow just know these rules without ever being told, but nobody can exist without existing, and that's what this really comes down to in the end. You can't be a person without being a person. No matter how small you make yourself, you still exist. You're still an independent person with your own needs, wants, beliefs, opinions, drives, life. These personalities simply cannot abide by that. They really can't. Anything you need or you have or you want takes away from them. Anything you achieve shames them. Any opposing belief contradicts them. Any differing opinion rejects them. They cannot tolerate people being separate individuals from themselves because this is experienced as a rejection and as an inability to control that person, which is experienced as being powerless, which provokes rage, and as not being good enough, which provokes shame. Anyone who isn't 100% sure of the truth of these things can think about any time you've ever asked this person for anything, no matter how small it was, and remember the person's reaction to being asked for something. They are absolutely incensed and offended. How dare you? How dare you? Underneath of that offended self-righteousness and anger, if you looked closely, you probably also saw confusion and even fear. They don't understand how to deal with other human beings, and they know that whatever it is they're supposed to be giving, they definitely don't have it. So they might say that you are selfish and unreasonable and you want too much and your expectations are crazy and all this other stuff, when all the while, the truth is, they have nothing of substance to give to any other human being, and they know it. If the other person is looking for anything beyond some shiny beads and some shallow flattery, they're going to have to look somewhere else. 
the expectation of true giving and real intimacy in any relationship of any kind shames, offends, even terrorizes pathologically narcissistic personalities. To love and to be loved, we must suffer the shame and the indignity of being truly seen for who we are. And this, of all things, they could never allow to happen. The sad thing is, there's nothing to see here anyway. The secret that they are so closely guarding, pretty much a wet firecracker in reality. It's a 2D persona that exists only in comparison to other people and is a yawning crevasse of emptiness otherwise. It's like looking at a site where a meteor struck the earth. You might be in awe of the power it took to create it or at the sheer size of the thing for a few minutes, but any magic or fascination that it might have held long since passed. In reality, all you're looking at is a big hole in the ground. All you're looking at is what's not there. The people who qualify clinically as narcissists are profoundly dysfunctional human beings. And even with all the conversation about narcissists these days, too many people still just don't understand how dysfunctional these personalities really are. They are still far too often described as what essentially boils down to mostly normally functioning people who have no empathy or too much selfishness or some other quote-unquote simple problem. They're not. They are extremely disordered. Evidence of this disorder comes out in many, many ways, not the least of which is in their interactions with other people. I hope that clears a few things up for you. As always, I look forward to your comments, questions, and suggestions, so please keep those coming. I take appointments online, over the phone, via text, via messenger, via email, and through Skype for clients worldwide. So if you're interested in speaking with me one-on-one, -on -one, you can visit littleshaman.org to do that. I teach workshops, classes, and seminars multiple times throughout the year. So if you're interested in seeing what we are running this month, you can visit littleshaman.org to do that. And if you are interested in joining our support group with access to exclusive content, weekly informational emails, and weekly support groups, you can visit littleshaman.org to do that as well. You've been listening to the Meditations and More podcast brought to you by littleshaman.org. That's me, Little Shaman. May the Great Spirit bless you. Have a beautiful day.